right. We're back? I'm recording. Finally? Yeah, we're back. Dave's been slipping. <laughs> Come All on right. now. We're back. Let's this do is, it. This is a real thing. Um, so we're back on Seeking Wisdom, and this is actually the first time that we have a video. Uh, you can see me right now. You won't mm-hmm. see this until later, but uh, we're going to start doing videos with this podcast because mm-hmm. uh, it's a new channel. People want to see behind the scenes. And, uh, yep. and our, our girl, Amy, Amy's in up. the mix. She's Amy's in the house. In you can't, can't see her. See her. Yeah. But do me a favor, uh, just like you would subscribe, go subscribe to YouTube channel because we keep coming out with new channels for content and YouTube's where it's at right now. That's it. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to talk about. You sent me a, a voice note yesterday. Mm-hmm. Always a good, good yeah. sign. And actually, just maybe just tell the story. Uh, so we're going to call this one like, uh, it's the biggest lie that we tell ourselves about running, about starting a business. Mm-hmm. The biggest lie. Yep. So where did this come from? You were at, you were at MIT yesterday. Yep. See this swanky vest I got? I do. I did. Yeah. You know, I didn't people, notice the that. The people can see it now on the video. <laughs> Show yeah. them that video. Wow. So, so you says, walked in, they gave you a vest. Yeah. It says the Martin Trust Center wow. for Entrepreneurship at MIT. Did you go there? Uh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. But I, I spoke uh, I spoke to a group of uh, about 150 executives from around the world who came. Uh, I think they're there for about a week. We were talking about lots of things. They did a fireside chat with uh, Bill Ouellette, who runs the center there mm-hmm. and is a professor there and former entrepreneur. And we talked about a lot of things. But one of the questions that someone had towards the end was um, basically came down to this this myth that we've talked about in the past but have never really drilled into, which is this myth about, like, how do you get an idea, right? Like, how do I know my idea is good? Or is how that the most s- common question you get when you talk to people about, like, starting companies? Definitely, because uh, most of them haven't yet started a company. Right. And so they're waiting. And if you ask them what they're waiting for, it's like, I don't have an idea yet. Right. And I said, and uh, but you don't need an idea to start a business. And I think this is the the myth, right? And I think it's an age old myth. It's the myth of the I had an idea in the shower, and that shower, and that idea became a giant success. And like I said before, like that story has never been true ever. Never in history has that happened. Right. Uh, but we tell ourselves that because that's a nice story that we like to tell ourselves. And if we look at that story, it's actually a story that's existed throughout history in lots of different forms. Everything from Newton sitting under an apple tree and an apple hitting him in the head uh, to, you know, stories of Zeus coming down and, you know, giving divine powers to (laughs) to some lucky individual, right? Like this is all the same story. And it basically is, you know, you're waiting around and somehow you become chosen. And once you're chosen, then you become successful. So everybody like, okay, saying this out loud, you know that that's complete bullshit. But everyone continues to believe that that's how things go. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? They're, they're waiting for divine inspiration to hit them on the head. And uh, because, one, we, we've been told that story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and two, like, uh, we glamorize this, this notion of the idea. Right. And so we reinforce it. All right, people want to say, like, uh, like you, you know, people want to make it sound like you were just, like, walking down. You're walking on the beach one day, and you just this, the idea for drift just hit you. And then you went out, and you were like, you know what? Let's go start this company. Absolutely. Right. And uh, it kind of when you tell that story to other people, it kind of makes you feel special. Right. Because it makes you feel chosen. Like right. they didn't get it. You didn't walk down the street yesterday and it I hit just you. had this yeah. idea. And you didn't just have that idea. But I did. Yeah. And so therefore and it, I'm special. And on the other side, it also like uh, when you have that nice story to fall back on, you're like, oh, I couldn't have come up with the inst- I couldn't come up with the Instagram idea. Those guys just, they thought of it and mm-hmm. they, they did it. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be They had me. this great idea. But the story that we don't want to believe behind the scenes is like 
how much fucking work that that actually mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. And that's not as cool of a story. No. And so it's easier to say, like, I don't know, they just had the idea, right place, right mm-hmm. time, had mm-hmm. an idea, and they made it happen. It's not as easy to explain uh, A to B, right, like this, and then that happened, right, when you're saying, like, well, it's incremental, it's a process, it happens over time, you can do this stuff to kind of influence it, but, you know, you really can't control it, and no, everyone wants to control it, right? Yeah. And they want to say, like, when this happens, when the apple hits me in the head, when, you know, the heavens part and someone touches me on the head, then that day I will become chosen. Right. All right, so here's what you have pulled this nugget out of here. There's a really, there's, there's one big, like, underlying important lesson mm-hmm. in this whole thing, and it's that you have to take time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the shower, being in the shower and this idea hitting you, uh, be, on the, sitting under the apple tree and having the apple hit you in the head, I think the important lessons there are not to wait for something to happen to you. The important lesson there that most of us miss is that you need to take time to reflect, Right. And what are you reflecting on? You're reflecting on the work and process that you've been putting in Mm -hmm. and letting that ferment and giving yourself time away from that, whatever it is that you were working on Mm -hmm. to let those ideas hit you. And I think Ogilvy, as you mentioned, had a great quote here. Yeah, we we were just we just grabbed the coffee before this and uh, just was just mentioned to you that uh, like. One of the things that David Ogilvy talked about for, you know, his job was every week he had to come up with, like, copy. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was paid to come up with creative ideas on the spot. Yeah, that's a lot of apple trees. And he's like, exactly. So how did he do that? He got <laughs> hit by the, He got hit in the head a lot, right? Yeah. No. He was like, no, the, the key is, like, you have to always be learning and stuffing your mind with information. Damn, that's pretty nice. Uh, you have to always be learning and stuffing your mind with information. And that's the reason you get ideas when you're in the shower, when you're at the gym, because mm-hmm. you stuff your mind with all this stuff. And then when you unplug, un, uh, like subconsciously, yep. you get those ideas. Mm-hmm. You let them ferment and they come, they come out. And totally. so the important lesson here is put in, do that work in that process, but also take that time and reflect. Whatever your form of reflection is, it could be going for a walk. It could be that shower. It could be going to the gym. It could just be doing nothing yeah. uh, give yourself that time and it's an, in that time it's in the gaps right it's in the spaces in between that the magic happens but also I think the other thing that you were trying to get at is don't wait for that idea to happen never like, gonna happen get yeah. out there start talking to mm-hmm. people it's we've talked about this so many times in this podcast it's literally never been easier to build something mm-hmm. and so there's, there's like no excuse to, to, to sit around and wait for that idea no work iterate and then take time to unplug and let those ideas ferment, and then magic happens. And remember that it's not a one-time process, so it's not like one apple hits you in the head. Like Ogilvy, you need to do this uh, over time. So even when you come up with that great concept you know, from all of this work, you still have to go back to the beginning because you need to work on the next idea and the next idea and the next yeah. idea. All right, so since, since I was slipping and it's been a minute. Big time slipping. Uh, we, you know, we, were, we were in New York last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had an interview with the New York Times. What's that? You did what? Uh, and fortune huh? that was pretty cool. Mm, that we sounds big time. We we'll have to share. Mm-hmm. We we'll have to share about that. Uh, I got a bunch of listener questions, and we never done this, but I figured, please put us on the spot mm-hmm. with a couple questions. Shout uh, it out. So I don't have one per. Okay, so I have a bunch of people, but like three, four people have asked this question, and they want us to answer it. I'm I want you to answer it. Um, how do you think about company culture, and how that? How do you scale that as a team continues to grow? <sighs> That, yeah, it's that's tough that's, to put you on the spot and yeah. think about that. But just you know, talk about like, okay, you have you obviously have an idea for what you want Drift to be and, and core values. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you make sure that 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 goes from ten to a hundred to a thousand people? 
Uh, I kind of think of it, let's see, that's a good way to express that. It, it's kind of like sculpting, right? It's um, you have some, you have an idea in mind of where you want to go, but in some ways, um, the clay and the medium and whatever kind of helps shape that and direct yeah. that, right? Uh, and can change that idea, right? And the the clay here is obviously all of us, right? The the team kind of shapes that over time, so it never ends up being exactly what you want, uh, what you envision in the beginning. It often becomes something better, uh, much better. And so the way to do that is uh, the one thing that everyone talks about. It's the obvious thing. Uh, you know, you have a set of values. You write those down. You try to hire against those values. Like we've said, like the important part is not the hiring. Mm-hmm. It's also making sure that you're willing to live to those values. And living up to those values means that someone who may be a, a high performer on your team, uh, who's doing great from a performance standpoint, but is sucking from a value standpoint, that you would be willing to make the hard call to not have that person on your team anymore, even though they're performing well from a, let's say, from a sales standpoint, engineering standpoint, mm-hmm. because you value culture more, right? And so that to me, is the most important thing that you can do when trying to shape a culture because that is basically pruning is the most important thing because that's where everyone slips. That's where they turn a blind eye and they just say, well, this guy over here, well, he's, you know, he's performing well. He's a great sales rep. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he fails every other test, but like he's still bringing in deals. So let's, let's, uh, let's overlook it. Yeah. And you really have to Take charge. All right. This question is from our dude, Ricardo. What's uh, up, Ricardo? Would love to hear advice and tactics on product design, thinking big but starting small. I'm, I, answered, <laughs> I answered this in my question. I know what you're going to say. I answered it in my head. So I got to come up with another answer then. <laughs> uh, product design, starting small. Well, what's mm. the biggest mistake that, you, that people make when, you're, when they're building it? Like if, if, the, if Ricardo's asking because he's trying to design a product. Like. Yeah, one not involving the customer, whoever the customer is in your world uh, that you're building the product for. That's the number one mistake. Mm. N- number two mistake is not iterating on that um, enough. In other words, uh, you know, spending time with the customer and then the, doing the big reveal, as we've talked about. Uh, and surprising that customer. Instead, you need to take an iterative process because, again, like back to the ideas, you have to have multiple iterations so that the good ideas bubble up over time. Uh, and so, like, I would focus on, like we talked about, and you can read Hypergrowth, new book. Oh, available, man, that's right. Available. What a great um, plug. <laughs> about, you know, taking a customer driven approach and really focusing on those iterations and involving your customers throughout those iterations. That's how we think about it. And then, Third, I'd say like we're always, we always want to be learning. And so we're always, we seek growth here at Drift. And so we're trying to get level up all the time. And so we do, we do some product designs and we're always looking at it and saying like, how can we be better? How can we be remarkable? How yeah. can, you know, like a, a thing I actually talked to Elise today about was like, I want to be, I, I want to be at the point that. Someone could look at our products. Someone could look at anything that we produce, and we can take the logo off of it, and they would still know that is Drift. I love that. Who are the brands that you feel that way about today? Mm, There's lots of them all over the place. You know, we always talk about, you know, Slack and MailChimp and Shopify and all of those kind of people. And uh, obviously, there's Apple and there's Starbucks. And, you know, you can. we have a Starbucks cup right here. 
But if I took that Starbucks, you know, hide that Starbucks logo, you would still know that's oh, no. a Starbucks cup. All right, I got one more for you. I'm going to I'm going to try to I'm going to change this question a little bit because I think so this question is from Bob. He's asking about any suggestions for the very early days when you're reaching out to potential customers. But I want you to talk about why you actually hate selling to friends mm. in early because you know, you start something, you want to get your friends, hey, use it, give me feedback on it. You actually, you're not a big fan of that approach. I want you to tell the people no, why. because they're not the, they're they're rarely going to be the real customer, mm. and they're rarely going to, they're never going to give you real feedback or raw feedback. And we talked about this at this MIT class this week as well, which is, you know, you're you're seeking, you know, hate or love, and you're trying to stay away from indifference. And your your friends are always going to probably steer towards indifference or to false which is like well uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's cool it's awesome. nah, that's, that's cool. cool that's interesting that's cool it's awesome <laughs> uh and you so you want real feedback from a real customer so like it's and, hard to tell your friend like i would never use this yeah ever. this sucks yeah this is awful what is this? yeah what is it i don't get it uh and so yeah stay away from friends and family and actually test with whoever your target customer persona is going oh. to be all right that's it no, that's, that's not it. Yeah, what do you got? You got more? Yeah. Oh. Subscribe. Wait. We're trying to climb the charts. Wait. Five-star ratings that's right. only. Subscribe. Uh, take care of the uncle. Please. Five stars. Download Hypergrowth, www.drift.com slash Hypergrowth. Mm-hmm. Hypergrowth is a book Can I tell you a fun written. fact? Can I tell yep. you a fun fact? I, look, I just looked at this before we went in there. Uh-huh. So we made the book completely free. Yes. No forms. Yep. Right? People were wondering, like, how, how are people going to get it? Dude, how are you going to track that, man? 3,500 people downloaded the book yesterday. That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. That's so cool. Let's go. Let's go to 10,000 now. Yeah. You know, I'm never satisfied. All right. So listen to this man because I'm sick of, uh, not sick of it, but he always sends me, why don't we have 300 reviews? Why don't we have 500 reviews? So keep sent, keep reviewing it. And so I can get some, yeah. And, and, you know, I can get off my back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When we're up to 3,000 reviews, then we'll (laughs) give him a break. All right. That's it. See ya.